All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host for this evening's solo episode. Uh, let's see what's going on. Oh, yeah, uh, I managed to get up to Urban Tactical Brantford, and I never get bored of uh, spending a little time up there and meeting new people. Uh, there's constantly members of the public coming through, enjoying their rental uh, packages. And, you know, of course... Uh, being over there at the range and uh, testing out the doe, we had uh, a new trigger tech trigger, the adjustable 2.5 to 5 pound straight bar trigger, uh, which looks a little different in the doe, but you know what though that I'm used to, but I'll tell you, wow, what a performer. Uh, I was really pleased. Chris triggers, really nice. Uh, I can't wait to play with the adjustments a little bit. I think I have it set it up to about three pounds now. Uh, it's a fast shooter. I really enjoy, uh, you know, get behind the wheel of that gun. Before it had a good trigger, now I'm really digging it. And I, I always enjoyed sharing this with uh, members of the public and uh, allowing them the opportunity to shoot the doe. The doe is known as like the communal nine millimeter AR whore of uh, any range that it goes to. Uh, I basically, you know, put it down uh, in the racks and let people know that they're welcome to it. Uh, you know, they just need to let me know uh, that they're going to be uh, taking it off the rack and I'll, I'll gladly allow them to use it. And, you know, to spend time with people and, uh, you know, to get them adjusted to the idea of operating an AR without all that noise that comes with the full-powered uh, 223 round. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of uh, pistol caliber carbines. And uh, having said this in podcast now and knowing that we probably have a, a number of members of the uh, opposing team listening uh, i'm sure ralph goodale billy blair uh you know maybe even justin trudeau who knows maybe he pays attention uh i'm sure he's got better things to do but uh more than likely he probably just listens to the radio in his spare time but uh having spent time you know in the firearm community now uh you know enjoying the, the huge uh diverse population of people that uh, occupy its ranks uh, you know to to give them an opportunity to shoot something a little different like an ar-15 that doesn't make all that noise and and or you know uh, just just frighten you with the amount of muzzle blast that comes off the ends of those guns but to have an opportunity to shoot it and to to really enjoy it and appreciate how, how simple it is and how fun it could be to use uh, there's a lot of people that would ar have argued uh, that there was really no sporting purpose uh, for the AR-15 before, you know, 10 years ago. Now, I would argue more than ever uh, that it does have a legitimate place in the uh, sports shooting community and is just an enjoyable piece. Uh, they, they are simple. Uh, the design is old. Uh, for the people that are just listening in uh, now and maybe aren't as familiar with firearms, the AR-15 is a, a huge bone of contention uh, currently and, and probably always has been in some respects, I guess. Uh, but since the 90s, you know, uh, there have been efforts made to, uh, you know, confine different rifles to different classes. And the AR-15 has been pushed into that restricted class, even though, even though it existed in the Canadian firearm community for, you know, no less than, you know, 40 years. Um, you know, the idea of a semi-automatic version of, uh, you know, a military battle rifle, it's, it's not, you know, an uncommon one. Uh, you know, certainly Lee Enfields once upon a time were considered assault rifles. Uh, they were, you know, the pinnacle uh, of their day. Uh, I, I would argue that the AR-15 is, is arguably, you know, um, 
a very dated design, but a, but a really versatile one. And and you know, people hear AR-15, they don't know much about rifles, and of course, you know, there's always that. Oh, it stands for assault rifle. No, it doesn't. And I think everybody right now knows that. Um, <laughs> the idea that you know it could only be used for one you know horrible purpose is so ridiculous. Uh, it's a great target shooting rifle. In the United States, it makes a great hunter. It used to here as well. Um, you know, if you wanted a coyote gun, an AR-15 was a great gun. You know, just a regular old, you know, 20-inch uh, barreled AR-15, you know, would, would do you quite well. Uh, as a coyote gun, as a light game gun, uh, you know, as a medium-sized gun, uh, game gun. I mean, it, 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 was, it was a fantastic gun to have out in the field as an unrestricted item. Uh, I went out there with one. I thought it was fantastic back then. And, you know, and to be able to just kind of wander around the bush with one, you know. Um, although in today's day and age, I could see where there might be some problems uh, that would arise from that. But uh, they are restricted to a, a class of uh, rifle that are confined to range use only. And, and I don't, I wouldn't say that I completely agree with it. I would say that there, there's, there should be a way... Uh, to eliminate shortcomings uh, as they might relate to public safety without confining them to the range. I think that AR-15s could be enjoyed in public again, uh, you know, in, in, in farm farm areas, uh, you know, in, certainly in Crown land. And, and I'm only talking about in areas where um, uh, discharging firearms is safe and appropriate. And, and that's the way it was um, back then, you know, pre-1995 is you could go out there with an AR-15 or an AK-47 or, you know, an AUG if you were, you know, rich. And, you know, you get out there and you, you'd enjoy a firearm, um, you know, in that you know, public space, you know, where there's no public. And it's a lot of fun to do. And if you haven't done it yet, you know, grab yourself a non-restricted gun and get out there someplace safe, uh, far away from everything else. If you have the time, you know, let the neighbors know that you might uh, be enjoying a little uh, powwow out there in the bush and not to be alarmed and you know to, to have that um, you know five minute discussion with uh, you know neighbors on either side of you uh, you know and they may be a ways down the road uh, in areas where this would be appropriate I don't know but you, you know you could actually tell them you know, I'm going to be doing this. Uh, don't worry, it'll be, we'll be safe. Uh, we're going to be shooting for, you know, maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes, if that's okay. And, you know, not that you have to ask your neighbor's permission, but in the interest of being a good neighbor, uh, that's always wise, you know. And, you know, a good neighbor will come over and tell you, you know, I just started having a party or something. And you might have to delay the fun. And that's okay. Uh, I would suggest to do it. And, and that's what being a, being a good neighbor is all about, uh, you know, quite frankly. Uh, there's, there's a lot of etiquette that comes along with farm ownership that I think a lot of people uh, don't know about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of farmers I know that would just say, yeah, well, hell, I'll bring mine. Like, you know, we'll, we'll all go out there and shoot together. Jesus, I was wondering when you guys would show up. And, you know, like getting out there with the public and, and seeing, you know, the bright smiles, uh, watching this young man, coming back to my original story, uh, at, at Urban Tactical Range, get a chance to fire uh, the Doe, which is, you know, a very short uh, semi-automatic um, version uh, of an AR-15 rifle chambered in 9mm. So it's a, it's a little pistol cartridge coming out of this little short gun. And it has a stock, and, you know, it's not the kind of thing that you could, you know... Um, <sighs> easily confused with any uh, other AR-15. It's, 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 it's rather short. It's got a 7-inch barrel. And it comes with a bit of a backstory that I love telling people. Is once upon a time, 
um, you know, in the U.S. Department of Energy, the uh, the agents were issued these very small uh, AR-15 rifles, uh, chambered in nine millimeter, and they had kind of this proprietary front sight base that was uh, almost like a little miniature platform and very basic, you know, uh, smooth hand guards, um, you know, reminding me uh, of like the old port gun. Uh, you know, and, and that's the way it was used. Uh, apparently, these uh, particular firearms, which were fully automatic, uh, there was only about 2,000 of them ever made. Uh, I believe 1,500 were issued to the Department of Energy. Uh, 300 went to the DEA, and uh, 200 went to parts unknown, uh, I think as, as the story goes. Anyway, they were designed to guard plutonium shipments in transit. And the idea was that you would slide you know, this port cover uh, across and push the gun uh, up against it. Uh, using that front sight base to kind of like stop it from going outside the vehicle. And so you would never have to let anything come in uh, to the vehicle uh, and you could just shoot out of it. And I guess the idea was to, you know, shoot people off the carrier if they decided they were going to try and board it. And so uh, it, it does have kind of an interesting, you know, functionality to it in that respect. Uh, at least the design, you know, was made apparently to combat, uh, I believe, uh, HK for market share. You know, it was meant to be a very, very small, uh, portable pl uh, rifle platform, uh, shooting a cartridge that, you know, uh, wouldn't create uh, over-penetration issues. And so it was designed with purpose. And it was based off the AR-15 platform, which, you know, uh, most soldiers and military um, you know, personnel would be familiar with. And, and so, you know, there's all these different versions of this gun. And this is one of the you know, lesser known ones, and uh, quite frankly, one of the more popular ones in my mind now, uh, as we begin to expose it to the public. But like, I mean, this is a little piece of like lost Colt firearm history. Uh, if you haven't spent a lot of time on the internet, the, uh, the, the infamous Colt Doe, you know, is, is a fantastic little uh, part of uh, you know, our history. Uh, here at the Canadian Gun Vault. Uh, certainly we've had our fair share of challenges, you know, uh, putting the build together and, uh, but getting it out there and watching people use it has been so rewarding. Uh, everybody seems to enjoy it and anybody can fire it. And, you know, I've had young children that I've taught them, uh, you know, how to shoot a rifle uh, using the doe. And, you know, uh, the recoil is, is such that, you know, nobody has any problems with it, but it feels, I'm sure, to a, you know, a smaller child that's being supervised, like, you know, more of a rifle and, you know, than a 22. And it does have like a little jolt as the bolt moves back and forth. And I have these uh, really light target loads sorted out for it, which, um, you know, I, I created specifically for this platform and they barely cycle uh, inside the the gun, but they kick out, you know, uh, a few inches from the action, and it feels almost like an electric typewriter as you, you know, pull the trigger. And now with this trigger tech uh, adjustable trigger in it, it's it's so much more fun to shoot. Uh, but I, I handed it to this young man, and you know, told him how to operate the controls, and you know, stood with him, and you know, told him, I said, okay, pull the trigger as fast as you can. You know, we're done target shooting now. You know, we got him really close to the target, and you know. Uh, the uh, zero engagement wall uh, allows you the opportunity to shoot at very close distances to uh, to your target. So we, we brought him in probably within about 10 feet, and I told him, I said, pull the trigger as fast as you can. No more target shooting, okay? But point it that way. And, you know, this time, you know, because he's demonstrated that he can safely operate this thing, this time, like, dump it into the wall. Like, dump the magazine. And I said, half of them are going to be, you know, strong and half of them are going to be really light. And, of course, he pulls the trigger as fast as, as he could. 
and he has this little you know break at five and then he goes through the light ones you know really fast and and you know I, I see his face when he he lowers the rifle I see his finger you know jiggle inside the trigger uh, at least three more times uh, you know almost in hopes that there would be more fun you know to come out of that magazine but you know it stops at 10 and and of course you know he lowers the rifle and he, he looks and he kind of smiles and he's you can tell right he's just you know in awe that he did that and you know his, his pop was laughing hysterically and of course I you know uh, stopped the video because I wanted to tell him okay now take your finger out of the trigger and I you know took the gun from him and I cleared it and made sure that it was empty uh, although it seemed to be because he kept on pulling the trigger nothing was coming out anymore uh, as he as he enjoyed himself and I thought you know isn't it great that I have an opportunity to do this and you know and expose this young man to that and to be part of his first experience uh, shooting firearms recreationally and and hopefully we're leaving him with a very positive you know experience I spoke to his dad and uh, he was very supportive and uh, the lad the lad seemed to really enjoy himself he had he had this like purple in his hair like I thought wow and you know but good lad right shook my hand firm and uh, you know I, I saw his father to the door and he thanked me and I thought this is what it's all about uh, you know these people were brought to my attention as a father-son combination I, I was very excited uh, to have the opportunity to be part of that and that's and that's that's so much of what I enjoy uh, in this and doing uh, for the fire community what I have uh, been able to uh, over the last you know year and a half two years it's been very rewarding. I've met some incredible people. Uh, there's some fa you know, fascinating personalities in this uh, firearm community, and I look forward to discovering more. Uh, we're going to be a SHOT Show this year. That's another thing that's come up on the agenda lately and is being discussed. Uh, really looking forward to doing that. Uh, you know, got a few people that I definitely want to see down there. Looking forward to a couple of parties. Uh, if, if, you know, for me, I don't drink too much, so uh, I don't get to enjoy them as much as some people do. But uh, I can tell you that I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the gatherings down there, the industry day, uh, seeing what the new gear uh, it's going to be like this year. I'm really hoping that it's going to be a fantastic one. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for uh, this evening's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.